Young Pro Show, hosted by Dom Fry, the insurance guy. Would you still do something great if nobody ever saw it? A podcast for young professionals to come together and talk about their goals and their path to get there. And if I fail, I'll fail forward. I sit down with other forward-thinking individuals and talk about what they are doing to accomplish their dreams of tomorrow. Maintaining strength while living in your purpose. Mm. Now let's dive into the next legendary episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Young Pro Show. Uh, This is the first uh, kind of traditional interview that I've had in 2022. So excited to kick off the year uh, with this guest. And actually, I should make an announcement uh, as well before we get started on the show. This is actually going to be the last episode of the Young Pro Show that I ever have. Um, I've gotten to the point where I have used all my connections, used you know the network that I have for young professionals to interview, and I've gotten so desperate uh, that I've asked on this guest to come on to the show and to share his story. And yeah, after this, I literally have no one. I was scraping the bottom of the barrel for this episode. <laughs> I'm just kidding, obviously. But let's welcome on my friend, Kenny Buclair. Kenny, how's it going, dude? Hey, Dom. It's going well. You know, glad to, <laughs> glad to know that, you know, I'm the bottom of the barrel. You know, uh, it's, it's, it's an honor, really. Hey, it really for what is. it's worth, you know, to provide a little bit of uh, insight, you were the one who actually made that joke when I first texted you about being on the show. And you said, wow, <laughs> you, you must be really running out of names of people to bring on here. Yeah, and I mean, that's true if it's your last show, so, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a good run. It has been a good run. Oh, man, yep. Awesome. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited to be on the show, and yeah. Awesome, it'll, it'll hopefully be fun, and congrats on being a new dad. Thank you. Thank man, you. that's super exciting, um, super, you know, you're super blessed now, and, you know, mm. I mean, you always were, but no, it's just, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for you. Thanks, man. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, definitely a blessing um, in our lives and for our family. And, you know, I was talking to someone before she was born. And I, I think as much as I hate to admit it, I am literally by every single category an official adult now. I was talking to someone several months ago and I was saying, you know, I was like, I just don't feel like an adult. I still feel like I'm a 16 year old kid. And they were like, Dom, you own a house. You have a good, steady job. You're married. You like, drive a minivan. You, you're right. At that point, I didn't have the van either. I had minivan. I might even be past adulthood. I might be, uh, I don't know what's past adulthood. But. Middle, middle-aged adult, I think, is past. Isn't <laughs> yeah, it? You're right. Yeah, middle-aged. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, I'm like, yeah, now, and they were like, Dom, you're about to have a kid on the way. Literally every single box as an adult, you check. And I'm like, dang it, man. Like, they're, I'm excited, and you know, they're all blessings. But I'm like, wow, it was kind of like a punch to the gut. I'm like, I guess I'm a real adult now. Man. Hey, that's still exciting though, right? Yes, it it's, is. It's exciting until you are old and then you have to have people take care of you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, okay, I, I might be an adult now, but I, I at least hope that I am uh, several years away from that point in my life. So I'll have to ask oh, Nicole after this. Yeah, see how I'm doing taking care of myself. So anyways, yeah. let's jump into this podcast <laughs> about you, Kenny. So, you know, for the listeners that may not know who you are, let's kind of give a, you know, just a couple icebreaker questions to open it up. Uh, you know, the first is geographically speaking, you know, where were you raised? Where are you at now? Um, you know, where have you lived through your life? Uh, yeah. So I'm originally from Bryan, Ohio. So, uh, you know, Dom's real connections are in Northwest Ohio. Uh, so that's where I'm at. Um, 
So went to high school there, um, everything like that. Then I ended up in Tiffin, Ohio, going to Heidelberg University, um, where I actually met you, um, yep. you know, on the track and cross country team. Um, even though I didn't run cross country. Uh, you know, whoa! Was, I was gonna say, don't you dare throw cross country. And I tried for three <laughs> years to bend your arm backwards to run cross country, and you just continuously declined and declined and declined. So don't you dare use the name of cross country in your introduction on this podcast. We met on the track team. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I tried to actually run <laughs> cross country my senior year, and the coaches said no. So um, they <laughs> like actually bad. said no. I can't run cross country. But <laughs> so I did try. Um, After once I you were gone, gone, at least. Yeah. But, yeah. Great. Yeah. No, hey, that's fine though. Um, <laughs> but so, yeah. Um, so then I, you know, I went to Heidelberg um, all four years, um, where I got a degree in accounting and then uh, a second degree in management so double major and then um, from there I went to BGSU um, got my master's degree in accounting um, then I, I lived in BG for what was it two years no three years three and a, two and a half years two and a half years um, you know I you know kind of stayed in the area worked in the area um, and then now I currently um, just bought a house in Monclova, Ohio, so about, you know, 15 minutes away from Toledo. Um, so, you know, this is where I see myself at least for the next, like, 10 years. Awesome, um, dude. So hopefully I don't have to, um, you know, move or anything like that for a while because I'm, I'm tired of moving. I'm ready to, you know, just be, <laughs> be in a house and, you know, settle down for, for a little bit. I love it, man. The next chapter of your life. Welcome to home ownership and moving to Monclova and... You know, obviously still in the yeah northwest ohio area um, yep yeah next stage that is exciting so outside of work you know like what are like what do you enjoy to do what are your hobbies um you know what's a hobby that you have kenny um my hobbies are and it's and it's changing now that i'm a homeowner um you know before it These was last always... two months have changed you a lot <laughs> well i mean it was one of those where my hobbies when I would go home for summer breaks mm. or winter breaks was woodworking, um, working mm. on, you know, projects within a house. And when you live in an apartment, live in a dorm room, I mean, I can't just take a table saw into a dorm room and, you know, <laughs> take, take a couple two by fours up there and start building stuff. Um, you know, so my hobbies, you know, in college were way different than what they are now. Mm. Um, but you know, now that I have a home, um, it's a little bit more of what I actually enjoy doing. Um, you know, so it's, you know, woodworking, um, there's a park a mile from my house with like a 30 mile bike trail. Um, you know, so it's, it's going on walks around that park, you know, doing, working out, um, you know, once a year, you know, you'll, you'll train for a race. Um, you know, so it's, it's just pretty much staying active and just, you know, not just, you know, sitting on my butt playing video games. Um, hmm. you know, that's really the gist of my hobbies, you know, whatever it might be, as long as I'm active, um, nice. as long as I'm working on something. So, Yeah. <laughs> awesome no yeah that makes sense joy being active and um yeah i'd say give me a little hard time about just being a homeowner but it makes sense though too again especially because that was something you just mentioned that it was you enjoyed before but then just not really have the capability to do that um, exactly yeah living spaces and now you can get started on all kinds of home projects woodworking whatever whatever kind of projects you want to do they are yours now you have freedom exactly to do that. exactly as long as I have the money to do it. 
Fair enough. <laughs> but, you know, hopefully, I guess, depending on what projects are doing, they're potentially saving you money because you're spending your time rather than just paying somebody else to do them. There you go. Sweat equity. Equity is what we call it. <laughs> precisely. Precisely. Okay. So let's kind of get into the kind of the meat and potatoes of the episode then, Kenny. So let's go back to 18-year-old Kenny. You graduate from Bryan High School. Um, you know, at that point, you had decided to go to Heidelberg. You know, at 18 years old, what were your career goals? What did you see as your career path? Um, I mean, really, uh, I knew it was something along the lines of business. Um, I grew up with a family business, uh, you know, so I was always in there. You know, I wore so many different hats. Um, you know, your your maintenance, your construction, your you know finance, you know your production, hmm. you know your you know customer service, your your everything. Um, and you know, I my mom might say differently, um, but I felt like I excelled, you know, at at all those things. So I knew I wanted to go into something business related. Okay. Um, you know what area that was, I didn't necessarily know. Um, you know, and that's the beauty of college is, you know, you, you really kind of figure it out. Um, so I originally went to Heidelberg for sports management cause I was like, huh. Hey, I really enjoy sports. Okay. Um, you know, and it's still business related. And then, you know, I got to Heidelberg and it was, you know, everyone and their brother, um, wanted to do sports management <laughs> because it was like the easiest major there was. Yeah. Um, so, you know, then I, I kind of switched it to more of the general, um, business, and then I told myself, well, hey, I mean, I like numbers. I like working my mom's cash register, you know, like that kind of stuff and helping her figure it out. And, you know, I have an interest in it. Um, why don't I try accounting? Uh, you know, it's something that you can always have a job in as long as, you know, you're not like cooking the books and all that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> so, as long as you don't so, do anything illegal, you should be able to get a job. Ex- I mean, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, in you know, because every every business needs an accountant, um, you know, whether it's a mom and pop or you know, like a big corporation, um, you know, they they need somebody that is going to you know help them stay in business, make sure that you know they're living or they're within their means of of the business itself. Um, so, you know, I didn't necessarily have um, a straightforward idea coming out of Bryan High School, um, but I knew it was something business related, and then it just kind of you know, worked itself out when I was in college, um, you know, as to what I ended up, um, doing. So yeah, Yeah. I would say that that's probably, you know. Yeah. You know, kind of like you said, the experience of having the family business that you were, you wore multiple hats, you were able to see all aspects of your family business, which then knew that, you know, that, started that desire for you to want to do something business related, but then also I'm sure helped you even, you know, with kind of changing routes to go to accounting because, okay, you knew all the hats that were available and you know what? Okay. I'm going to limit to these hats, you know, and then just keep uh, specializing until you end up deciding on accounting. And like you said, because of liking those numbers, liking that aspect um, of the family business. So from that experience, it really did help. Even if you didn't know, again, right at 18 years old, but I mean, heck, you even were able to narrow it down to business, though, too, because you knew that you liked um, the avenue compared to exactly, yeah, and know, um, several other options. Yeah, if if there was one thing I learned from Maplewoods, you know that because I didn't learn a lot from Maplewoods, I I don't remember a lot of what we talked about in that <laughs> class. Um, but it was, uh, you know, an accountant can do every job in a business, but you know, some any other position 
can't do everything. So I think it was, you know, it's the idea that, you know, I'm an accountant. Okay, I, I'm doing the hardest thing within the company. So I can, you know, if I needed to, I could go do marketing. I could go do developments, you know, finance, anything. But, you know, if I'm marketing, I'm not necessarily a numbers person. Um, you know, I'm more of just an idea. So, right. you know, I think to me, accounting really does allow you to wear every single hat if you want to. So I think it kind of, you know, works out well for what I chose and where I'm at even now. Nice. So those four years then, Heidelberg, you know, you end up graduating with accounting degree. Um, you know, obviously you enjoy it enough that you get your master's in accounting. I guess like, you know, were there internships or experiences that you had then throughout college that just kind of validated for you that, yeah, like accounting is where I want to go. This is the route that I enjoy. Um. Like answer, internships, classes, or something, projects? Yeah. Um, I liked managerial accounting. Um, so that's essentially, uh, you know, the you're working for a smaller company um, or a factory, and, you know, it's just you're focusing on the entire process within that place. Mm. Um, I had internships with public accounting firms um, around the Toledo area, and I'm not going to lie, I hated it. Um, you know, it was, it was something that really made me question if I wanted to stay in the accounting field, to be honest. Um, you know, because it's, it's very much you focus, you know, as an auditor on one specific thing, one specific detail. And, you know, it's do the numbers line up if they do. All right. That's legit company. If they don't, then, oh, there's an issue here. You know, there's no explanation of, you know, why, why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? Um, you know, it was just very vague and you don't get to see the whole process where when I t would take managerial accounting, I would get to see, you know, the entire process of, oh, hey, they bought this raw material. This is how much it costs to make, you know, one, um, you know, one, pro one item, one product. And, you know, then they sell it. And, you know, I get to see you know, how much it costs throughout the entire process and then how much you make. And then, you know, you see that profit. And I just thought that that was really cool. You know, that really spoke to my experience growing up, you know, having literally starting things from seeds growing up and sh shipping them out the door. Um, so I think it just, you know, managerial accounting, the internal accounting, you know, just fit more of what I was used to. So I think, you know, that class and the projects that we did in those classes helped me, you know, really, really figure out that, you know, I actually, you know, I might hate the public accounting route, but that doesn't mean I'm going to hate all of accounting. Um, you know, there's so many different fields and yeah. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, those projects where you come up with your own company, um, then you have to run it for a year, like simulation, um, you know, really helps me understand that. Yeah. You know, I actually do enjoy accounting. Yeah, I, I love the metaphor. Uh, I was kind of thinking that actually as you were talking that, you know, you're saying about you enjoy the entire process. It made me think of, well, because of potentially because of, you know, having that experience with the small business, um, you know, growing up and owning your parents, owning the business that you were able to see the entire process. And then you took the metaphor to a step further for the actual business with the greenhouse and planting a seeds and then watching them grow into plants, into flowers, etc., and then selling them out the door. Um, wow, dude, that is such a dude. That's a mic drop right there, Kenny. That's a deep. That's a, <laughs> well, I mean, that's it's a little literally... too early in the morning for that deep of a metaphor. <laughs> I mean, that's it's not even a metaphor to me. That was real life. Yeah, 
I yeah. mean, it's it, you know, your family business is a nursery, a greenhouse. So I mean, that's it's not even a metaphor, Dom. Yeah, that's, uh, okay. that's my okay. life. So maybe metaphor is not the right term for it then, but analogy. Maybe there we go. Uh, that, that might be a little bit better. I don't know. I'm okay. I'm an accountant. I'm not like an English person. Yeah, I was about to say that for myself as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then you graduate from BGSU. You have your master's in accounting. You know, what was the next step from there? So um, the next step Obviously, from there, you knew you wanted to get into managerial accounting, I guess. But then how did you specialize in that? Yeah. Um, so I guess, you know, once in master's um, degree, I went. I chose Bowling Green um, because it was just such a huge target school for, you know, a lot of Toledo corporations, um, a lot of Finley corporations, everything like that. Um, and, you know, when I was there, uh, a lot of job interviews, um, a lot of accepted offers, and it kind of boiled down to, you know, what do I actually want to do with my life? Um, I ended up choosing uh, to work at Marathon. Um, I just heard so many great things from people who work there, you know, um, you know, saying that, oh, your benefits are great, your pay is great, your work-life balance is, you know, great, and, you know, everything like that. So um, I, I ended up going there, um, you know, you're and yeah. Um, so what did you, I guess that job at Marathon then, what was, I mean, I, yeah, Marathon's a huge company. I'm sure they yeah. have tons of accountants. What exactly, uh, w- without going into too much detail, that's going to go right over my head. Um, <laughs> what was your role or what kind so, of accountant were you? So yeah. Um, when I accepted the job offer at Marathon, I, um, agreed to become like a purchasing accountant. Um, an S&P accountant essentially is what it is. Um, so my job was to, um, you know, pay third parties. So I would essentially um, track shipments of oil, barrels of oil coming in off of, you know, pipelines from the rigs. And I would um, logistically follow, follow it and track it all the way to a refinery. Um, I was in charge of the second largest refinery in the world, um, you know, and, and that was my entire desk. Um, you know, there, there are so many other refineries, but that was mine. Um, so, you know, a little weird to think that this, this new guy right out of college, you know, gets like <laughs> the second largest refinery. Um, and, you know, it, it's just absolutely really crazy looking back on it now that, you know, they, they trusted me with that. Um, but yeah, my job was essentially to, you know, settle on what we sold to BP to Exxon, you know, track it logistically, making sure inventory mm. systems are correct, um, making sure traders and schedulers are doing their jobs correctly. So, um, you know, that was, that was my, my job essentially. Um, you know, once a month I would write or submit a wire transfer for like $200 million. Um, oh. yeah, pocket change, pocket change. Let me tell you. Um, <laughs> And, you know, that was, that was essentially my job. It was working with, um, you know, those other large companies in order to figure out what we owe them, what they owe us, you know, making that work and, um, you know, and then just tracking and making sure everyone else is doing their job. So, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily bad. You know, it was what I wanted. Um, I got to see the entire process. Um, or at least up until it got to the refinery, I didn't get to see, you know, what they turned it into or how they shipped it to your local gas station, but it was still, you know, it was enough of the process that, you know, it intrigued me and it made me want to work at marathon. Um, so 
yeah, I mean, it was it was um, an experience, and yeah, I mean, and I I learned a lot working there. Um, you know, it was it was something that you know you I knew if I didn't try it, you know, I hmm. I wouldn't, you know, I'd always question, I guess. Yeah. So. Um... No, that all that all makes sense. Uh, yeah, you did explain that in a way that I could understand. So thank you for that. Um, you're able to dumb <laughs> it down to the Dom Fry level. <laughs> Dom also has a master's degree um, in business. If you if you didn't know that, so. But uh, yeah, it's. <clears throat> I don't know if I retained very much of that information though. So probably actually my <laughs> head is like a GED. Um, with information, but on paper, and I have the piece of paper for a master's degree, I suppose you are correct. Oh, man. Um, but, so actually, that was the question I was kind of thinking I was going to ask you, you know, in comparison to the managerial accounting versus the public accounting, you know, you said you didn't like the public because it was focusing on one detail. Yes. And it, you said with this role, though, that it wasn't like that, that it was kind of, you felt like it was enough of the entire process that you were able to be involved in and you did enjoy being able to, you know, track those shipments and work with those companies and, you know, overall, uh, you and it wasn't quite as niche focused as the, yeah. the public accounting. Yeah, no, it, it wasn't. Yeah. I, I mean, I got to see a ton of the process, um, with marathon, but at the same time, I think it was just the bulk, um, of what I was doing that kind of led me away from marathon. Mm. Um, it was, you know, I, I got to see that process, but then, um, I was also part of, you know, then my job also included setting up a new pipeline. Um, and I think just the bulk of it, um, by the end of my time at marathon, I was working, you know, essentially a desk and a half, mm. um, you know, a job and a half essentially. Yeah. And, um, you know, so it, it was just consuming my life. Um, you know, with, you know, I was, I, by the end I was working, you know, 60, 70 hours a week, every week. Um, Hmm. you know, and I think that's, that's the reason, you know, why I only ended up staying there 10 months. Um, you know, I, I did what I could and then I just burned out. Um, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't the people or anything like that. It was just the job. Um, and you know, then you look over and you see people who are working like half of a desk, you know, Hmm getting paid the same. So I think to me, that was, you know, kind of what it was. It was just too much. Um, it was a process that I enjoyed, but at the end of the day, you know, when you're bogged down by that for, you know, that long to me, at least, you know, some people can make it happen, but for me, it it was, it was just too much. And, you know, I realized that and, you know, I, you know, I had, I knew that, you know, I had to do something about it. Um, you know, do I do I look back and sometimes and think, oh yeah, you know, I kind of enjoyed that process. Yeah, you know, I worked with some you know really good people, but at the end of the day, you know, it was just too much for me. Um, too too much of a good thing. I th- I think that's what my mom used to say. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that kind of led me from marathon. Um, you know, and oh, go ahead. Yeah. Well, so I have one question. Um, I guess as far as you know, kind of, I guess, yeah, transitioning out of that position at Marathon then. You had briefly mentioned earlier, um, and I guess, and I know from personally knowing you as well, but, you know, Marathon was a job you were very excited for. You had heard all these great things about, um, you know, you were very excited when you got accepted to the position at Marathon and got started there. You know, you said that you were there for 10 months then. So, like, especially towards the end of the time, like, was it, 
was it difficult for you to how did you hand i guess what double question may be you know was it difficult to admit like this is not the position that i thought it was going to be this wasn't you know as i'm not jumping for joy like i thought i was going to and then with that like uh yeah just to come to the realization was it you know i guess yeah maybe there wasn't a part b but just how did you that uh i'm sorry i'm not formulating this question very well but, no, I, I think I get what you're saying. You know, like, um, you had built it up. This was your dream job when graduating from BG. Maybe not the position in particular, but I'm saying as far as marathon, you get in a marathon, and then it didn't live up to expectations. Was it hard to admit that? And then was it, like, at what point was it difficult then to say, you know what, I need to go somewhere else for my, you know, my mental health, for my well-being? I need to go somewhere else. And was it difficult to, you know admit that to yourself and then also then start that new job process when 10 months ago you were jumping for joy at this yeah um it was definitely difficult um you know it's it's a pride thing at that point um mm. you know like you said it was something that you know i had i'd actually accepted other job opportunities at other places you know just so i had a job and then marathon um came up and you know i oh hey sorry you know i I'm not going to work for you anymore to the other companies. I, you know, Marathon was what I wanted. You know, it was in Northwest Ohio, you know. It was, you know, in a really good community that had, you know, great pay and great benefits. And, you know, after after being there, you know, for those 10 months, you know, I had, I had contemplated, um, you know, leaving the company at about eight, eight or nine months, um, you know. But I, I sought counsel from, you know, my mentor at the time. And he's like, you know, maybe it's just a rough patch, you know you know, think you've been there this long, things are going to start clicking. Um, and just in those last couple months, it was, you know, it was a struggle, um, you know, to put my pride aside to, you know, kind of, you know, really trust the Lord with it. Um, you know, it was something that it got to the point where, you know, I would have to bring work home with me, um, because things needed to be done. And, you know, I would, I would go to bed at, you know, nine o'clock, and I, I worked until 8.30 that night, you know, so I had a half hour to decompress. Huh. And then I would dread going to work the next day. Um, so, you know, it was it was definitely hard knowing that, you know, I had prayed for this job. I had, you know, wanted this job I for so long. And then when the time came, you know, I just couldn't handle it. Um, you know, I had everything that, you know, you worldly want. You know, I had a great paying job, great benefits. Huh. Um, you know, something that, you know, was, I was secure until, you know, if I was working there until I retired, you know, I was secure. I was always raised that, you know, you don't quit anything. Um, you know, you stick it out until you figure it out and then, you know, it gets easier and easier, but it just didn't end up being that way. So, you know, it was kind of also going against how I was raised, you know, to, to quit the job and leave the company, um, which, you know, also made it very difficult um, you know, everyone thinks, you know, it's, oh, it's such a great paying job. You know, everything's amazing. Why would you leave there? Um, and, you know, I, depending on the people, you know, that I was talking to about it, that's what they would say. Um, but, you know, having, you know, the great counsel that I had, you know, I, I talked to you and your wife about it. Um, my now fiance, um, my mentors from church, um, you know, just so many different people speaking into it. Um, and, you know, that definitely helps me. It helps me put my pride aside, um, you know, understand that, you know, just because you have all the worldly things doesn't mean anything. 
Um, you know, it, it doesn't make you a better person. Um, it doesn't make you, you know, yes, I can support myself. I can support the church, but at the end of the day, you know, I can't support myself for the things that really matter, you know, you know, a balance in life. Um, so long story short, yes, it was, it was extremely difficult. Um, and you know, it, it took a lot of, you know, guts for me to just walk into my boss's office and, you know, put in my resignation. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, looking back, it's, it was such a huge blessing to, you know, put my pride aside and, you know, get counsel from, you know, all these people speaking into it, you know, and really seeing, um, you know, how the Lord has worked through it all. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it wasn't easy, but at the end of the day, it was worth it. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I appreciate you sharing that and your vulnerability in that. And, um, yeah, you know, like you said, from a worldly standpoint, it checked all those boxes. From a worldly standpoint, it seemed, you know, from the outside looking in, it seemed like a good position. Um, and again, it is a good position, just wasn't for you. And yes. you, know, you mentioned, I, you know, I guess just to count, you know, you said about quitting and you're, you know, you're raised not to quit. But, like, I wouldn't argue, you know, and I don't think you feel like that. And I'm sure you, at that time, though, you struggled with that idea. Like, it wasn't necessarily quitting. It's not, it's just coming to a point where you're realizing, like, this was, this is just not the position for me. Like, someone else is going to step into this role. They're going to rock it. They're going to do well. They're going to love it. But for me, this just isn't it. This isn't, um, you know, the right position for me. This isn't what I'm looking for in a job and in a career. And, you know, and most people, I mean, 99.99% of people go through that at some point. You know, very few people work one job and work that one job their entire career. Very true. Most people do switch their job and they realize, hey, this position just isn't for me. And, you know, whether it's something else, they leave for whatever reason, um, but they come to that realization that it wasn't for me. And I think, you know, and obviously that was a, that's something I guess that I admire with your story, Kenny, is that um, for you, like it was just, I'm sure it had, well, I know that it was incredibly difficult because of like, this wasn't just a job. This was the job, you know, like yeah. you said, you accepted other offers. Um, you ended up turning around and declining them once you got an offer from Marathon. This was what you were really going for. And when it wasn't what you were hoping for, you know, you sought out that counsel, you, um, you know, were able to take a step back and say, you know what, I just, this isn't the job, this is not my life, and it's going to be best for me to go elsewhere um, and take a different route, which, again, I, hindsight being 2020 now, I'm sure you look back and are happy with it, but at the time was a very difficult decision for you, for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, was, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. If you have something you want to expand on, you can go for it. No, I was just going to go off of that and say, yeah, no, I mean, it wasn't easy. But now I, I really do look back and I, you know, and I think, wow, the Lord has such a sense of humor <laughs> through it all. I mean, you know, like at the time it was awful, but, you know, it's one of those things where you look back on and, you know, you're happy it happened. Hmm. So. Yeah. And like you said, too, being able to put your pride aside and say, this is what I thought was best. But you know what? I things have changed, my thoughts have changed, and, you know, my dreams and ambitions, and what I, you know, and I'm sure you even realized, too, that was your first real job, you know what, what I'm looking for in a position has changed, what I thought was important, what I thought what I wanted, what I, you know, what I centered my decision-making on has changed as well. Yep. So, 
obviously we're talking about all this past tense and you know you mentioned leaving marathon what was the next step then for marathon so the next step was to get as far away from accounting as possible <laughs> um so i was actually i was still working at marathon i had put in my two weeks you know i was about a week into the two weeks and um a friend of mine um told me about uh, a position that opened up at a school in Toledo, um, Toledo Christian Schools. Hmm. So I remember um, after I worked a marathon, I drove up to uh, Toledo Christian. It was like 6 o'clock, um, and I'm thinking, oh, gosh, like, who's going to want to meet me at 6 o'clock, like, you know, in, in June? Like, you know, it's the summer. Nobody wants to be here. <laughs> and so I drove up there for a maintenance position, you know, just – be a janitor, you know, fix things literally as far away from accounting as you can get. Yeah. And, you know, the only thing I have to do with accounting is go and sign a W4, you know, the, you know, the I, I4 Ohio, you know, all the tax paperwork. That's, that's as close as I got to accounting and wanted to get to accounting. Huh. Um, so yeah, um, you know, while I was quitting marathon, I was going into this job. Um, you know, so I had something lined up after I was gone. So I, my last day was, a Friday at Marathon, and my first day was the following Monday at Toledo Christian Schools. Um, so, you know, it, it worked out well for that aspect. Um, but yeah, so I started there uh, working in the maintenance department and, you know, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, awesome. Lo- loved getting to know the people um, at the school, the students, um, you know, know the ins and outs of, you know, how a school runs and what it relies on from, you know, the ground level. Um, you know, so many people think of schools, you know, like the school janitor as, oh, you know, they can't necessarily get a job or anything like that. But really, you know, working there, it's kind of the lifeblood. You know, they keep things clean. They keep things running. Sure. They set up especially programs. Now. And, <laughs> you know, especially nowadays with everything going on. Exactly. Exactly. And then the idea that it was also just a Christian school, too. Um, you know, everyone was so warm and so welcoming and you know, always willing to help. And it was also kind of nice, you know, to be relied on, you know, something that had no, no stress, no pressure. The only stress I might've had was, oh, I have to set up these chairs by 9.30 and it's 9.15. And that's what I found at working at a school is, yeah, you know, you don't make as much money as you do corporate wise, but at the same time, you know, you're developing relationships with, with people more so. It's, you know, it's not about, you only talk to people when there's an issue which is what it was mm-hmm. a marathon. It's I want to talk to you to get to yeah. know you. Um, it's much more relational. You know, not just exactly. Well. And I think yes. And you know, I'm not sure if that's just a school in general or if that's you know a Christian school. Um, but you know, it was it was an awesome experience working as a maintenance person. Um, and then just you know, kind of continuing, you know, where I'm at with TC. Um, after about four or five months. Um, you know, enjoying myself, you know, and, you know, liking the position I was in. Um, I get a call from the upstairs office saying, hey, would you be interested in filling in an accounting role? Um, We have, you know, this, our accounting manager is having a medical procedure and is going to be gone for three to six months. Um, And, you know, I'm floored by it. You know, my first reaction is, no, I do not want anything (laughs) to do with accounting. You were trying to run away as far as possible from accounting. Exactly. Um, You were like Jonah, man. And, I mean, yeah, kind uh, of. 
Um, you know, I don't know if I'm going to get swallowed <laughs> by a whale anytime soon, but, um, but I, I, yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, and it was, it was something that, you know, originally I, you know, I didn't want to do. And I called my fiance and, you know, we, we started talking through it and, you know, it just started to make sense and click mm-hmm. in my mind. Um, and I remember, um, reading in, you know, first Peter, uh, first Peter chapter four, where it talks about the Lord gives us gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, so in order to glorify the Lord, you use those gifts. Um, and you know, that was something that I meditated on for a couple of days before I made my decision. And, you know, after, after that, it was, um, you know, it was easy once I started thinking about that processing, like, you know what, maybe I don't want to be here right now, but that doesn't mean, you know, that the Lord doesn't want me there. Um, and that's why I say the Lord has a sense of humor, you know, because it all lined up so well. Um, you know, I, I came into Toledo Christian as a maintenance person. Every, you know, all the you know executives and everything knew that I had a master's degree in accounting. Um, and you know, they're like, "Are you sure you want to work here?" And you know, I you know, I said, "Yeah." Um, and you know, fast forward four or five months, and now you know, hmm. the Lord is you know using my gift for the school, you know, for yeah. Him. Um, and, you know, it's just been really cool. Then I, you know, then I spent about two and a half months training on, on, you know, w- essentially running the school, um, as an accounting manager, you know, temporary, but still, you know, for six months as, you know, the accounting manager. And, um, again, it's just been such a, a huge blessing, you know, seeing and knowing that, you know, I didn't, I didn't waste what, like five years of education, you know? going and getting that degree and then not ever using it. Um, It's just, I think, you know, in, in with this position too, I'm getting to see the whole process. Mm. Um, And, you know, I'm, I'm using the skills that I learned as a maintenance worker to, you know, understand more about how the school runs and what needs to happen and, you know, all of that kind of thing. Um, So it's, it's been, you know, an an incredible blessing, Um, you know, looking you know, again, I look back at Marathon um, and where I was in it, and then I look at where I'm at now. It's the same field in accounting, but it's just completely different. Um, you know, maybe it's the people, maybe it's the school, but, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, right now it fits. Um, and, you know, I'm just rejoicing and glad, you know, that I'm here right now because it's, it's such a huge blessing. Mm, that is awesome, man. That is... Um... Yeah, you know, like you said, God having a sense of humor. Because, yeah, in your case, like, you know, you said you were just trying to run away from accounting. And, um, yeah, you know, the maintenance work, I spent a couple summers working uh, at Pettisville in the maintenance department. Honestly, I loved it. Like, I enjoyed the work. I enjoyed, you know, the people that I worked with were great. Um, Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think especially, unfortunately, I feel like growing up, like, you know, it necessarily didn't have the best... um, perception on you know that but i was like dude this is like this is good work these are good people and um you know and even you know you got a taste of it obviously as being full-time as well like this is even a good position like this is a good place to be at like i enjoy being at this school it's uh you know there are benefits to this um beyond just enjoying the day-to-day work as well you know being able to be in this kind of environment where it's relational personal and people get to know me and i get to know them and um you know and it's also cool that you know the lord opened up this door for you to you know 
through his word as well in First Peter and being able to say, hey, you know, you do have a gift with your numbers, with your intelligence, with the education that you have and able to open up this door and able to help out, uh, you know, in the accounting. And yeah, I'm sure at that time it was definitely uh, um, kind of difficult for you because like, wow, I literally tried to run just as far away <laughs> from accounting as possible. And now this is, you know, an accounting opportunity is opening back up in my life. But um, mm-hmm. So you had mentioned then that this position was for someone that was out on surgery then. So is that person, I guess two-part question, is that person back? And if so, then what are you doing now? But either way, like I guess what is your, you know, as of right now, like what is the next, what does the future look like at Plato Christian then? Like are you planning to go back to that maintenance department or will you work alongside that accounting manager when they come back? Um, what's the... What's the short-term future look like the next year or so? Yeah. Um, so her medical leave, she had her surgery beginning of January. Um, so really, um, I was training for this back half of the year, um, you know, the, the spring January semester. January of 21. And January of 22. So she just had the surgery so the, now. Yeah, I she had the so surgery. So you've just been training uh, this, so far. You've been training yes, and now yeah, you're I was like training actually on the job for this role. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, you know, for the next, um, you know, whatever, three months, um, it's, I'm all on my own. Um, you know, is she, she essentially had like a tumor in her brain. Um, so, you know, she's, you know, can't really talk like that. So I'm, I'm pretty much on my own, which is why I had, you know, the three, two and a half, three months of training. Um, but, uh, when, and it's and it's all kind of up in the air too with the short term of this position. Um, it's really up to me. Um, you know, there's enough work for you know me to stay up in the accounting department. Um, you know, kind of I would I would go from being essentially the accounting manager to you know the accounting manager's clerk. Um, you know, I would I would be the person who would still continue to you know purchase order requisitions and you know, process payroll and, um, you know, pay third parties, but, you know, she would then come back and oversee, mm-hmm. oversee me instead of, you know, me pretty much being on my own. Um, but you know, again, it's, it's all up to me. I can choose to go, um, back to maintenance or I can choose to stay. Um, I'm at this point, I'm just processing where I'm at, mm-hmm. you know, just not, I'm, you know, I'm not looking forward to really right. anything. I'm just, you know, nose the grindstone get your work done, um, you know, make sure that the school can still operate. And, um, yeah, not really focused on, you know, when she's coming back or anything like that. Yeah, fair enough. Especially, I guess I didn't realize that, yeah, that you were just doing the training. Now you are actually doing, you know, that accounting manager role. And, yeah, so we'll see what the the next step looks like for you and what opportunities they have. We at Toledo Christian. So then, just a couple more questions for you, then Kenny. So we kind of wrap up this show here. Um, as far as the, you know, and again, short term, you know, not knowing what it, things are going to look like in the next year or so, uh, or you know, six months when she comes back. But what do I guess like future goals that you have? Whether that is at Toledo Christian, whether that is you know looking for. Um, you know, what is important to you in an employer and in a career? Like, what do you see as of now? Obviously, that can always change. But where do you see, you know, the, yourself in the next three to five years 
uh, with your career? Yeah. Um, so the thing with Toledo Christian is you wear many hats. Um, you know, I'm, you know, a small private Christian school, you know, not a lot of people, you know, want to, want to really work there. Um, so, you know, I'm the head track and field coach. I'm, you know, like essentially overseeing athletics and maintenance and really every department in a way. Um, so my next, you know, within the next three years, I want to stay at Toledo Christian. Um, I want to continue to learn as much as I can and just have all the opportunities. Um, you know, after, after then, um, it'll just kind of depend on my life stage really. Um, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting married this summer. Um, just, uh, you know, bought a house, you know, you know, who knows if, you know, kids are down the road or, or anything like that within the next three to five years. So I think a lot of that will be dictated on, you know, life situations, but you know, right now I don't plan on leaving there. Um, you know, it's just such a great, great place to work at. Um, I really enjoy the people and there's just so many opportunities. Um, you know, there's so many different things I can at the, you know, the rate I'm going, you know, um, and we, we've joked about this, um, you know, off the podcast where, you know, I, I could be the superintendent in, you know, like 10 years or something like that. But, you know, like, to be honest, you know, maybe not in 10 years, but the position that I have now, um, it, it leads me in so many different directions. You know, I can go to another school and be the maintenance director um, with, you know, my experience and what I'm doing now and what I get to see. I could, you know, be an athletic director at a school. Um, you know, I could work towards being a principal or the financial officer, superintendent, like, where I'm at now, I get to see so many different things and learn about them. So it's really cool, um, you know, understanding and knowing that. And especially with, you know, me being a track coach and, um, you know, we had joked as well that, you know, I'm kind of also turning into the strength and conditioning coach as well. I mean, not officially, but I do have a lot of, you know, coaches who come up to me and, you know, want to like, oh, hey, you know, you ran track in college. What were some of the workouts you did? What would help my football players, volleyball players, you know, become more athletic, be bigger, faster, stronger? Um, so, you know, just with that, you know, an athletic director position might open up, um, at another school and, and I would have the experience for it. Um, maybe not fully, you know, the full experience, but at least some oversight of what they actually do. Um, so I think, you know, depending on my life circumstances, it, you know, could easily, you know, stay at Toledo Mm -hmm. Christian, um, you know, or go to a different school. Um, I think at this point I want to stay in school systems. I just think it's so cool, um, you know, working with kids and, you know, seeing the kids and understanding that, you know, it's, you know, maybe they don't want to be there, but, you know, part of your job is to, you know, make Hmm. them, you know, make their life more enjoyable while they're at school. Whether, you know, it's them walking down the hallway um, and saying hi to them or coaching them, you know, every single day, um, you know, pushing them to be the best person that they can be. I really do think, you know, whether it's at Toledo Christian, you know, or, you know, a, whatever school in this area, um, you know, that I, I really do want to stay in school systems because they're just really big support systems mm. that, you know, you can you can be there for kids and parents and, you know, really just help them out as, you know, they they try to figure their life out. And I think that that's a really cool aspect to work around. I never thought I would, you know, want to say that. I thought, man, once I get out of school, I'm never going back. <laughs> And, and it's cool, you know, just seeing how, 
you know, the Lord has worked through that and, you know, now I'm at a place where I'm happy. Um, so yeah, I think that, you know, that's in like, and all this can change tomorrow. Um, you know, whatever, who, who knows what happens in the next three years. Um, but yeah, I think that that's kind of my short term goals. Um, you know, I'm not necessarily somebody who has like, oh, I want to do like, or at least anymore. Um, you know, I want to do this exact thing. You know, now I'm just open to opportunities. Yeah. No, that's cool that you've uh, yeah, kind of changed your mindset on that. And you, again, are very open-minded to whatever your future has in store. And, you know, like you said, too, there's a lot of, obviously, personal, um, you know, changes and the things that will come in, in your life in the coming years as well. So then, obviously, that's, you know, your career and such is all going to come secondary to that. So it's potentially making career changes based around what's best for you and your family in the future as well. So last question then that I have for you, Kenny, that I always wrap up with every episode. It's what are you doing today to reach your dreams of tomorrow? You know, in your circumstance, you're, you know, right now just wearing several hats. Wearing several hats, trying to, um, you know, you are wearing several hats, but also open to any opportunities that the school system provides for you. You do know that you love the school system. So there's not really a direct, you know, goal for tomorrow but you know what are you doing today just to prepare yourself even if it's something that's not even on your radar right now but to prepare yourself for the next step um i think you know and i already kind of just talked about it is it's just open or you know keeping myself open to the opportunities learning as much as i can um you know have i've had multiple meetings with the athletic director, just about, you know, the coaching position that I'm going to have. But, you know, from that, you know, you asked him questions about his job and everything like that. And, you know, I, I work, you know, down the hall from the superintendent and, you know, I can go in and talk to him, like, what does he do about this job, you know, with his job and everything like that. There's just so many learning opportunities that I have that, you know, I can sit there with the superintendent and shadow him for a day, but that doesn't mean, you know, I have to go that route. So I think just, um, you know, saying yes to the opportunities that come. Um, I actually just had a a conversation with our athletic director yesterday. He's like, um, you know, learn, you know, don't become so diverse that, you know, you're expected to do everything, you know, like if you, the more, you know, the more you're expected to do is what he was telling me. And I, you know, and I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, I think that, you know, maybe at his, you know, point in his career, maybe, but at mine, it's, it's just there's so many opportunities for me to explore and for me to do that, you know, I don't really want to bog myself down with, you know, just saying no and just kind of pigeonholing myself in the school accounting. Um, you know, I think it would be really cool to do a number of jobs within the school. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things where if I say no to an opportunity, then, you know, what if, you know, it's kind of that regret. And, so I think, you know, what am I doing today? It's just saying yes to opportunities, yeah. having conversations that, you know, really broaden my horizons. Um, you know, you know, the classic ask questions. Um, you know, it's and you know, maybe maybe the superintendent, you know, has a medical leave <laughs> for like three to six months and oh hey, you know, you've you're you seem <laughs> like, you know, you might do that, you know, you're yeah, you know, yeah, who, yeah. who knows? I mean, there's there's so many opportunities in a small school that, you know, a big school might not have. And because of that, I'm learning so much. Um, 
you know, whether, whether I like it or not, I'm learning so much. And, you know, I, I really do think that that's going to help me out later down the road, um, with whatever life changes, whatever circumstances happen, whether it's at Toledo Christian or another school, um, the door is, the door is open, um, or it will be open in the future. And, you know, I, I truly do think I will be prepared for it because of that. Um, just the experiences that I'm, I'm getting right now, the information that I'm absorbing and, it's it's awesome. I I really do enjoy it. Yeah, no, that is awesome. That is, I mean, it's cool that again you said earlier. You know, at this point, you love being in the school system. You love you know, um, <clears throat> being able to be around kids and you know enhance you know their experience in schools. But then also, you know, specifically being at the private Christian school, being at a small school, you are able to wear so many different hats. So then you are able to kind of pick and choose. You know, potentially what opportunities down, you know, right now you're just saying yes to everything because you're trying to learn everything. But even down the road, again, not that you want to pigeonhole yourself, but when other opportunities do come up, you'll be able to say, yeah, you know what? I've been able to talk to this person. This is a route that I want to go or, you know what, maybe that's something I'm not interested in. I want to stay where I'm at. But you're going to be able to be educated in that decision because you're able to wear so many hats and know so many people. And, you know, and I mean, I think it's cool and even wise, you know, the athletic director, you know, providing, um, you know, their advice and being able to, you know, accept it and say, okay, thanks, but that's not how I feel. I want to take advantage of every opportunity available to me right now. So I think that is a great mindset to have. Um, and I love it. You know, I love seeing it. It'll be interesting, you know, again, cause it's wide open for you right now. I'm excited to see, you know, what the future looks like for you, what the next three years, five years, 10 years, you know, cause I'm sure if you wrote down those goals, they would be completely different in the next three, five, ten years. So, I mean, isn't that how it works? Yeah, it is. That is is that's true. <laughs> so, Kenny, thank you. Uh, appreciate you spending your time to come on the show. Um, yeah, love just being able to share your story and just kind of you know your reasoning and your heart behind making those difficult decisions. But then also just seeing now, again with hindsight being twenty twenty, that they were great decisions, difficult decisions you had to make, but good decisions. Um, and uh, you're in, you're happy, man. And that's what, that's what's important. Uh, well, thanks again, Kenny. This has been great. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me, Dom. It's been a pleasure being being your last person on the show. <laughs> um, I've I've enjoyed listening to the show. Um, so you know, it's it's an honor to you know be the bottom of the barrel, um, the last person. Uh, All right. Well, thank you, Kenny. <laughs> Appreciate your time. Thank you for listening to The Young Pro Show. If you enjoyed the episode, I would encourage you to follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. You can also follow along on social media for updates on Facebook and Instagram at Dom Fry, the insurance guy. And if you really, really enjoyed the episode, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review on your podcast platform or on my Facebook page. I love you. Thank you for your time and God bless.